From the Future Sickos podcast. I enjoy watching hockey, but I also enjoy winning money watching hockey. If you would like to have the chance of winning thousands of dollars every week, sign up for DraftKings account using promo code THPN. What is up, Future Sickos listener? Welcome to episode 17. This is, this is Brennan. I'm joined, as usual, by Derek and joined by a really special guy today, and Zach Ostopchuk. So how are you doing today, Zach? I'm doing really good. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been nice here. I mean, uh, we're in Ottawa, we're skating, and yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. Awesome, man. Yeah, I wanted to say, so um, obviously we're extremely appreciative of you taking some time out of your incredibly busy schedule to hop on our podcast with us. Um, I'm just wondering, like, as we gear up for the game tomorrow against, like, the Habs prospects, you can take us through, like, a bit of a walkthrough of what development camp's been looking like. I know you were saying, like, you're you're put up in your hotel there and the, the Wi-Fi is looking, looking pretty uh, solid because everyone's on their Netflix or, or TikToks or whatever they might be watching. But maybe, like, just, just a little bit of, like, a quick run-through for the fans of, of what it's been looking like. And maybe if there's been, like, any highlights. Like, I don't know if they, they threw on, like, a hot yoga class or something for you that you guys all enjoyed yeah i mean uh it's been like five or six days now and i think uh the first couple of days we were just i think the first four days we were just development camps where it was more just skill stuff and getting on the ice and all that and then last couple of days here we've started been getting into like systems and preparing for the games and stuff like that and yeah, it's just been it's been fun meeting you guys and it's, yeah, it's been cool to kind of get back in that team atmosphere have you awesome gotten to stuff. work like pretty closely with like Jesse and Shane or like, um, like with, with the development coaches at all. Like how, how has that been for you? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's been really nice. I mean, uh, we've, they've uh, been working out with us and all that, just kind of giving us a little routines and, and kind of, it's been really individualized too. So I think that's good. I mean, they uh, really look at what each player needs to get, to get better at and stuff like that. And they help us along the way. So it's been really good. Awesome. Uh, Zach, we'd like to, uh, to let the fan base uh, get to know you a little bit. So I'm going to ask you a few fast-paced questions to start out and break the ice. Um, so just give us one-word answers. Uh, so I'll start here. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Pizza or wings? Uh, pizza. Country or hip-hop? Country. Of course. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Crosby or Ovechkin? Crosby. LeBron or MJ? Mm, LeBron. Okay. Uh, beers or liquor? Beers. <laughs> nice. Goals or apples? Goals. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, Elfie or Sundine? Uh, Sundine. Oh, okay. Taking a shot. Uh, Leafs or Habs? <laughs> uh, <oof>. Neither. <laughs> That's the correct answer there. Uh, final one, boats or... Ho- Just kidding. <laughs> Don't answer that one. Uh, thanks. thanks for playing along, Zach. 
Good God, man. I think I've written some university exams uh, that were uh, shorter than that, but <laughs> appreciate you digging into it there. Um, I'm curious. So, so you said not, no uh, leaves or halves, which I love. Who was who your team? Or like you grew up in St. Albert, right? So natural Oilers fan. I feel like having McDavid there is, is kind of uh, an easy sell. Yeah, I kind of I always grew up an Oilers fan. I mean, my both my whole family is uh, crazy Oilers fans, and, and for ends and family, that's it's pretty big. Uh, I mean, you kind of have to cheer for the Oilers when you live in Edmonton. It's not you're not too welcome if you cheer for anybody else. So I mean, uh, they're kind of just forced upon me, but I I do like the Oilers. And, and one I have to follow up with, and I know Sens fans aren't going to love this, but yeah, you picked Sundin over Elfie. Uh, just, just give me the explanation behind that pick. I actually, Sandine actually used to be one of my, my one of my like favorite players that I, you know, I used to watch, watch him and stuff. And my dad really liked him too. So I think that was, I mean, Alfie's great too. I mean, I always watched him as a captain of the Sens here. But I mean, Sandine was, uh, he was one of my favorite players. So. Honestly, fair you can't enough, argue with that. Like it's it's uh, he, he was a hell of a player. And I mean, if there's one leaf to root for, he's a good one to choose. So. Um, move, moving on now, I'm going to ask maybe a little more, uh, a serious question here, but it's also a question that you're probably over asked quite a bit, but nonetheless, I'm incredibly curious about it regarding you. So Zach, there's a lot of buzz, um, that the senators may have gotten a sneaky, good second round pick in you this year. And then a full season, or maybe if you were in like a larger role on, on, uh, a, your team, you likely would have gone higher in the draft. So I'm curious, which areas of your game do you feel you need to continue to work on in order for, to fulfill your dream of of playing in the NHL? So, like, what do you think could kind of give you that bit of like a break, breakout um, season here? And I don't know if you have any goals, maybe even this season that you've kind of already set out for yourself. But obviously, you're a big guy. Um, it looks like a, a pretty competitive team you're going to be on this year. And I'm, I'm curious what uh, what your focus is moving into the season. Yeah, honestly, for me, it's just going to be thinking the game at a higher place. I mean, especially being here with a lot of pro guys, you see how fast they think the game, and you got to try and keep up with that. And I mean, and I think just little things like face-offs and, and stuff like that and uh, penalty killing, just little things that can get me into the lineup, I think i got to work on. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Zach, the last couple of seasons uh, with the pandemic and all have been a challenge for everyone, to say the least. Um but perhaps as a prospect in some of the most critical years of development, uh, maybe you could describe what some of those challenges were for you. And if you feel that your entire draft class was maybe um, behind the eight ball to start with. Yeah, I mean, I think you started off with uh, like gyms and ice being shut down, I guess, like rinks and all that. And I mean, there was a good chunk of time there where nothing was open. Like, I mean, I wasn't on the ice for a long time, especially like I had a, I had an injury in my 16-year-old year, so I wasn't able to skate till I think July. So that was like six or seven months for me. And I mean, with COVID, didn't help that at all. And I'm sure for the rest of my draft class, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't very fair to us, I guess. I mean, uh, we tried to make the most of it, but I mean, it's kind of a shitty situation. So. How how difficult was that? Like, how much did that play a role in your head? Like, kind of going into the year, like you know, like playing hockey. This is the one year that you're like, okay. Well, I mean, I, I, there's a few, but this is the biggest one where you're like, let's let's make a difference. Like, this is kind of my my big shot at the can. And then you, you're limited to either like a 22 game season or for the big for a lot of that, you just didn't even know if you're going to play or not. And and what what kind of like that that looked like for you? And like, 
I don't know. How, how did that, how did you kind of get through that? What do you keep telling yourself just that everyone else was in the same situation? Yeah, kind of that. And I mean, it was just kind of, it was kind of fun to like stay ready all the time. Like, I feel like I was in like game shape for like six or seven months that are like waiting like to see if I was going to play or not. So, I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of fun to be at that, like playing, I was playing at a high level for that long time before my season even started. That was, I mean, I'll probably never have that again. And I think that was pretty cool. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I just tried to stay motivated. We had uh, Pierre Dorian on a little while back and he was basically telling us just, you know, how different this draft was and the approach to, to this draft was versus other drafts. And uh, particularly in the later rounds, I think the first round, you know, uh, you probably knew who who was who. But after that, it was a little bit more of, you know, a lot of calling around it. Did, did your um, name come up in conversation a lot? Like, did your GM sort of let you in on, hey, this team called about you or this team called about you? Yeah, I, th I think it was mainly my agent. I mean, me and my agent were in touch like the, through the whole process, and I think he would kind of he would kind of let me know what teams were interested and whatnot, who liked me more and who didn't like me and stuff like that. So I think it was uh, yeah, it was very helpful to have him through the situation for sure. And I mean, you can't have any in person meetings or anything, so everything was on Zoom, like no combine and stuff. It was definitely a weird experience, but it was yeah, it was fun. I can't imagine. I also said who who didn't like you. We don't have to dig into that, but I, I can't imagine your agents being like, "Yeah, this this team just <laughs> kicked them to the curb." Yeah. But <laughs> I, I'm sure you're like, no matter what, um, you're. I'm, I'm excited to watch you play pen out. I, I mean, at the end of the draft, we we don't need to. I don't need to pump your tires too much right now. But at the end of the draft, Derek and I were both saying that of all the picks that the Sens made, you were the one that we were most intrigued by just because it does really kind of seem like that upside's there. And we're really excited to see what happens this year. So, I, I mean, I, I truly meant what I said about um, you potentially slipping out of the first round and um, maybe in a different year, full season or, or different circumstances that we wouldn't have been so lucky. So, so it's, it's uh, I, I genuinely believe that. So, that being said, there's another guy actually that that Derek and I were both really high on that slipped quite a bit in this draft, and that was Fabian Liesel. So we we actually uh, previously had Fabian on the show before the draft, and we're kind of hoping Ottawa might look at him at ten, and he he kept falling. And uh, I, I think both and I think both both Derek and I feel like he, he's going to end up being a steal for Boston. Um, but there's also been a lot of speculation recently that he might end up playing on your WHL team this year, the Vancouver Giants. And I'm just curious if you're familiar with this game at all and what it would mean to add someone of his caliber to your team that's already looking like they're going to be pretty competitive this year. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, he's a very skilled player. I actually just missed him by a day. I mean, he came to Vancouver for... I think he was there for three days before he took off the boss and I just missed him. So, I mean, it would have been nice to meet him and, and skate with him. But yeah, I'm not, I'm honestly not too familiar with his game, but I mean, I've heard a lot. And I think that having a guy like that, of that caliber, which obviously it's, it's amazing for our team for a power play and everything like that. So yeah, it'll be a huge, bolt, huge boost to our team if he, if he plays. So one, one thing on that note, I, I saw uh, the, the one night or your one, I don't know if it was development camp for the Giants or what, but you just absolutely torched the score sheet. I'm wondering if there's been any four goal games uh, in the Sens development camp yet. Uh, no, not yet. I haven't. Uh, yeah, we had a little three on three tournament and I had a goal, but uh, yeah, no, well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> you, yeah, you're saving that for tomorrow against the Habs. Good guy. Yeah, good, yeah, good team yeah, guy. Yeah. It seems like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you know if you're in the lineup tomorrow? 
Yeah, I think uh, everybody who's at our rookie camp will be in the lineup, aside from goalies. I don't know what that situation's like, but I think uh, 13 forwards, and I think we're at 60, 70, 70. I think everybody's dressing, so. Nice, nice. And for those listening, the game will be streamed on, uh, I believe, on Facebook. Is it, Brennan? Uh, the YouTube channel. So, yeah, the I think Puck Drop's 405 and, uh, on, on the Suns YouTube channel, which is awesome, because I know that that's, like, one thing we're always just, so hungry for updates on i think everyone's always just checking their phone so the fact that we're actually gonna be able to watch it this year is amazing so i feel like I, I live in like the gta and we get like toronto preseason or development camp games like on like tsn <laughs> like come on <laughs> we, we need the same coverage here so it's pretty awesome that we'll be able to watch that no doubt no doubt um so uh speaking of fabian uh lucell we asked uh, fabian if there were any weird or funny draft questions that uh, that he received from his nhl interviews uh, he said that he was asked what kind of animal best described what kind of player he was. <laughs> so, uh, Zach, what kind of animal best describes your game and why? Uh, also, was there like a draft interview question that stands out for you as something that you weren't really prepared for that kind of threw you off? Um, honestly, not. I, I do remember that. I do remember getting that question. Actually, it's funny. Um, I think I'd be a horse. I think I just big guy <laughs> fast so i think that'd be my my animal comparable on the ice but uh and yeah, my roommate's making fun of me right now <laughs> vladimir yeah anyways um yeah no honestly uh, not too many questions caught me off guard i do remember getting a question asked about a war i can't like it was me in a situation like in war but i can't remember the details but was, that one kind of caught me off guard but yeah it was not too many that were too outrageous so well, I need to oh, start man, calling you Bojack wild. around here, but that's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on on that note, so on the note of nicknames, um, one thing I was kind of curious with is you might you might be challenging uh, Crookshank now for having one of the better names or last names in the organization. Uh, you know, stop checking. I'm just I'm curious. I, I can only imagine what some of the nicknames you've you've grown up with or had thrown at you are, and I'm wondering uh, what what nicknames have stuck, whether you like them or not or you've kind of accepted or are there any fun ones that you want to share with us yeah um i mean in vancouver they either call me chuck or they call me uh commander because i got a really short haircut one time so i always joke around about that they call me commander chuck but and then um yeah here they've been calling me Osti. i mean that's a pretty generic one i've had that for a long time and yeah it was pretty much the two that have kind of stuck me so Nice. I, I don't think the Chuck is going to stick in Ottawa. There, there might be yeah, some competition no. for that one. <laughs> yeah, big competition. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, when Ottawa selected you, like, did you have some sort of clue that they were going to pick you? Like, like uh, did you have an idea of, you know, it could be one of these teams, and do you think they were in the mix at the time, or was it a like just a completely out of left field? Honestly, um, I was, yeah, I was, I was surprised. Like I, um, I, I, like I knew they liked me, but I, I, yeah, they weren't on my radar really. So it was definitely surprising and it was cool. I mean, like Ottawa was one of the places that I thought would be a really nice place to play. I mean, with the young core they got here and stuff, I think when they picked me, I was definitely thrilled. So. Love to hear it. So 
what I think like essentially every Sens fan must have checked your elite prospects page on draft weekend. I think I think there's a, a few guys that we're digging into. Um, it was an interesting draft this year because yeah, it was like kind of like we were saying, like guys just went in completely different places than uh, th- these analysts or experts, whatever people want to call them, had them placed at, which um, which is great. And actually, the giant social media team was nice enough to share some of your highlights with us. So I know we were real hyped when uh, I think Brandon Mackey was able to to get those um off of them and and I, I i it seems like the giants fans just absolutely love your game so i'm wondering if you can take us through um what your draft experience was like so what the what was the process like after you were officially selected and how did you celebrate obviously it probably wasn't quite the same as it would have been in a full year but i'm just wondering what would that look like yeah i mean it was it was pretty cool i think uh, i had like 20 probably 20 people over i mean my mom had a bunch of her friends over just aunties and uncles and i had like four or five of my buddies and and yeah i mean we were kind of just eating breakfast we we're kind of just getting our day started um yeah i was just uh, watching the tv i wasn't even looking actually i was eating my eggs and talking to my buddy and then he had a mouthful of eggs and he was like pointing at the screen and I was like, Oh boy. And uh, the delay was the, our feeds were a little delayed. We were split upstairs and downstairs. I was downstairs and everybody upstairs kind of started going nuts. So I got to see, I, I kind of knew about five seconds earlier than I saw it on the TV, but yeah, it was, it was cool for sure. Did you, so did you get like any calls or texts or anyone from like within the organization? Like I, I'm assuming obviously like management and whomever would have reached out to you, but any players as well? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the first follow follow request I got on Instagram was with Stutzla, so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then uh, Shabbat called me, who's a Quebec number or something. I just remember picking it up, and yeah, it was just Shabbat. So I was, I mean, I was pretty kind of shocked me a little, but it was cool. I love the the Timmy Stutzla's the big Insta guy. Apparently, like I, I also saw that he's oh, just yeah. firing up a TikTok account. I don't know, I don't know what he's got going around, but maybe he's gonna start posting some of his workouts. Because good God, I don't know if you if you seen. I don't know if you're if you're looking as shredded as he is, but I, I don't I don't think uh, <laughs> I don't know if that guy he might be allergic to carbs at this point. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, I did, I've actually been, he's got some style on his Instagram. So I mean, it's, been, it's been pretty fun to see. So, uh, so uh, Zach, as you mentioned earlier, uh, the Sens have a really deep pool of prospects. Uh, I'm sure you're probably getting that sense right now in rookie camp. Um, I know in camp, you're probably like hyper focused on the details of your own game and, and what you need to do uh, individually, but is there anyone else? Uh, that kind of stood out for you at camp. Um, I think uh, for me so far, Sokolov. I think he's he's really he's been really really good. I mean, uh, just why he scores every shot he takes. It seems. I mean, he's probably been the most impressive for me so far. It's funny we can't dodge talking about Sokolov, Brennan, for a single episode. I think the last like few episodes that uh, that we've done, his name just continuously like we'll, we'll plan out our episodes and somehow his name will just get brought into it and I guess that's attributed to to the work that he's done um, but is there anyone sort of internally that you look up to that you say like you know I if if you know all goes right I could be you know similar to this guy like as like a player comparable yeah yeah I think I like to watch uh Sean Couturier on the Flyers I think that uh we have a pretty he's a big guy I mean he skates he takes care of both ends i mean i think he can put up points he can lock it down i think yeah he just kind of does whatever he's very versatile and i like to play that way too so 
Absolutely. Not a bad comparable. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Uh, move on to the last question here, just because I know uh, I, I want to make sure you get fed. I know you got a, you got a big game tomorrow. I don't want to miss dinner on you. But um, so before we go, I, I want to get a gauge for what kind of music lover you are. You mentioned earlier that you're a country fan. You grew up in Alberta, so naturally, kind of had you pegged as that. Mind you, last week we had Jacob Bernard Docker on, who's also a, an Alberta guy. And he told us that his pregame song is Only Time by Enya. And I don't know if you know that song, but it's not country. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something else. It, it's, it does sound like very like an angel, like a literal angel is singing it. But it's, it's, it's something like so what your pregame tune is. And then also, so I want, I want two songs out of here. So your pregame pump-up song. And then also with the weirdest song that you and maybe some of your buddies just absolutely love to bolt out at the top of your lungs. Maybe after a couple of beers, maybe not. I know Alberta drinking age is a little younger, so. Um, well, I think, I don't know my pregame, like, I don't know if I have one song. Like, I think, I like, I just like, before the game, I like, like, Drake. I really like Drake. I like all his songs. I like, uh, I like Macklemore. I like Can't Hold Us. I think that's a, that's, that might be my, my top song for pregame. And then a uh, weird song like Sweet Caroline. I mean, I don't think you go wrong with that. I think back home, That's awesome. these, uh, a couple of beers, we'll, we'll start singing that. So. I think I, I lost my voice when I went to Fenway and got to sing that there. So it's uh, it's it's a great if, – if you ever get the opportunity, get your boys down there because uh, it's it's a cool seventh-inning stretch for sure. And, and oh, I'm yeah, just yeah, curious, I mean, too, uh, before you go, Zach, what's the best Drake track from the new album? Ooh, I, I honestly, I haven't listened to his album too much. Like, I'm not a huge music guy. I don't listen to music all that often, only usually at the rink. But uh, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you any of the song names. I don't, yeah, I don't want to embarrass myself out here. So, <laughs> <laughs> No problem. Oh, good, man. We're, there was only one Drake we were concerned about that day, and it was the extension that Batherson signed. So I think I think we're all in the same boat here. So, um, Zach, thank you so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it, man. And we're really looking forward to this upcoming season. I mean, the the prospect game tomorrow, obviously, but just everything that's coming for you, and and really watching you come to your own. And good luck going through that grind and everything that that kind of goes on from there. But we're we're rooting for you, man. We truly are. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. Appreciate it. Take care, Zach. Our pleasure. All righty. How do I leave? Do I, just... okay. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can kick you out if you want, but... <laughs> yeah, I can do like that, fun. <laughs> all right. All right, <laughs> all right take yeah, care, man. Enjoy, enjoy your meal. Have a good one. All right, and that was Zach of Stopchuck, uh, the 2021 second-round pick for the Ottawa Senators, 37th overall, if I'm not mistaken, and see, seems like a great guy. I know, Derek, you and I were talking before about how he is probably the most intriguing prospect, I would say. There could be some other ones as well. I know Carson Latimer um, definitely has some upside there with his speed, but I would say out of this year's draft, he's one of those guys that I'm definitely excited to see to, him come into his own because he's playing on that Giants team with Justin Sordiff, who is extremely skilled, but it also meant that I, I think he was playing a lot of second line minutes where um, maybe on a different opportunity, he would have been playing that first line and just kind of seeing some of his highlights. It, he definitely looks like he has that upside. And if he has that focus of a Sean Couturier where he wants to play uh, both sides of the ice, well, he sounds exactly like a Pierre Dorian and a DJ Smith kind of guy. So what, what, what are your thoughts on the interview, Derek? I think he was a horse out there. I think, uh, you know, <laughs> he, 
he showed us his his colors there and and we put the pressure on a little bit with some uh you know maple leafs versus halves and and he made the right selection there and picked neither um <laughs> but uh yeah no i think uh you know, I think a lot of people touched on the fact that he looks similar, I guess, um, you know, hockey wise looks similar to Logan Brown on the ice. Um, and that's a prospect that unfortunately, I think Sens fans are very familiar with, but hasn't really panned out. So uh, hopefully he can be similar to Logan Brown in the fact that he has a lot of skill, but uh, but maybe he has the will and determination on top of it. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. I think um he's a prospect we we talked about just after the draft as probably the most intriguing prospect outside of of course uh, Tyler Boucher who went really high up for for a player that you know wasn't really um scouted to be that high up or or deemed to be that high up ahead of the draft so I think outside of Boucher I think uh oh stop Chuck from this year is probably the most intriguing prospect for me right now and uh, and I'm excited to uh, to get a sense of where his development curve curve will be. And uh, it'll be super cool if he gets to play with uh, Fabian Lucell, because that's a player that, you know, I was going to check out and, and follow his development curve anyway. So if we can check them out at the same time, that would be uh, super cool. Yeah, definitely. I think going to be watching a lot of those games this season. Um, another thing I kind of wanted to talk about, and honestly, it was a great question by you, Derek, because I, I really hadn't been thinking about it too, too much um, leading into the interview. And I don't know why, but you you asked that question regarding just kind of what it was like in this COVID season, like to have this draft season where like you didn't know if you were playing or whatnot and and what that looked like and moving into it and kind of what, were there any areas where you felt like you were just kind of not <laughs> playing your best hockey. And I, I mean, by the sounds of it, it's, it sounded like he, he felt like he was in great shape and he was doing everything he could to be prepared. But it's a great question. Definitely an interesting thing to think about because um, I can't even imagine like you, especially when you're playing a high level of hockey, you know, you're doing well and you're kind of going through all of those throws. Like you're, you made it to the WHL. You're, you're made the team. Like things are starting to look promising. You're working on so many things. Then all of a sudden this curveball gets thrown at you where you just don't even know if you're going to end up getting to play a season and, and be able to showcase your, your thoughts. So kind of an interesting note there. I didn't know if you, if you wanted to chime in on that a bit. Yeah, I think you made probably uh, the best point along those lines in that, you know, mostly everyone else was in the same boat there. So, um, so at least, you know, internally, you can feel like you're not at a huge disadvantage versus your peers, but, um, but for draft classes that are maybe a couple of years younger, they, they probably aren't as impacted um, developmentally, because that's a pretty important year. I mean, everyone sort of uh, goes into their their hockey career, and when it's your draft year, that's like that's the be all and end all. That's your most important year, and this is the draft class uh, that just passed. That's the most, I would say, the most impacted by the pandemic. And you know, we might see how that plays out in the future. And we talked about this before. And as I said during the interview. You know, when Pierre was on, he talked about it as well. But you might see some of those, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth rounders that become really, really good players down the road because it was such an unpredictable time for NHL teams to be drafting. I mean, they had to rely heavily on talking to um, these, you know, these kids, GMs and, and scouts and more so, you know, hearsay than and a little bit of video. But there just wasn't a whole lot of games to go off. Um, so I think this year will give us a better sense. And I think Ostopchuk's a player that um, we talked about before, but he'll probably play a higher role on the, on the Giants this year, a, a bigger role. 
So he'll have an opportunity to sort of maybe do what he wanted to do last year. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think that's just it. And this is going to be just such a big year, I think, for these guys. And it, it probably won't take long that we're going to look at some of these players and some of these teams are going to be like, ah, oh, that that guy probably should have gone a little higher. Um, or so they were really on to something with there. And honestly, just the way that the, the Dorian and staff, man, especially, it, it kind of approach things and the way that they look at drafting and how it, it's just, there's so many things that they consider. And it's it's a lot of... Things that like I, I don't think an average hockey fan would maybe think of if you were looking at drafting a player. Like it's a lot of kind of like, okay, what's his development curve looking like? What what like does he have NHL bloodlines? And um, kind of like where was he two years ago and how is he constantly improving? And um, kind of just like all of those skills, and they seem seem to really focus on having like well-rounded skills, and then obviously they seem to really focus on having character and just just these absolute horses out there. So um I, I think it's uh it's awesome that um it, like it, it or it's going to be awesome it's going to be incredibly interesting to kind of be able to go back and reevaluate this draft and i mean like i i'm sure every team will probably have a few misses because it was just kind of one of those years where it's going to be a tough one but i i really think that there's some dark horses pun intended <laughs> on the ottawa senators to turn out to be just absolute studs um from this draft and i mean the two that i have are ostopchuk and and latimer and i know that um, th there's some other ones that are up there as well. I know Chandler Ro Romeo is just, just such a great name that you got to root for that kid. But, um, but yeah, and no, it was, uh, really awesome. I mean, I, I, he's like a great kid. Um, I, am really, I'm really hoping we might've struck gold there in the second round. I, I, I think it, it might, it might just be that. Um, and if it is, maybe we can get past that, uh, that Sundin over Alfie decision. Yeah, that was uh that one hurt a little bit. That was a stinger, but, uh, but you know what? Uh, we have to find out where this animal question is is originating, because now Lisell's talked about it. Uh, Ostopchuk's talked about it. We've got to find out which team is asking that crazy question. I mean, it, well, it's it's interesting, right? But it, it's just out of left field. And um, it, it, the the thing that impresses me is that these kids they have an answer ready for it. Like, you know, the fact that he said a horse, like, that's a pretty well thought out answer. And if someone asked me that, like, you know, even if you and I were in a job interview or whatever, to, to have the, you know, the brain power to think on your feet like that and think, oh, you know, I could see myself as a horse because I'm a big player. I'm fast. You know, all the sort of comparables to that animal is pretty crazy. I'd probably just get up and leave. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not me. <laughs> so pick someone else, guys. Um, Brennan, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on away from the interview, unless there's, you know, more stuff you wanted to. So, so there, there is, there's one thing I did, I did just want to bring up that I thought was really yep. cool. And it, it, it really, I think it's kind of going to tie into maybe potentially what you want to talk about. It, it might not okay. even, um, yeah, yeah. but the fact, okay. So first of all, Tim Stutzel certified big Instagram guy, which I love. <laughs> I, I think that's so great. He's just on there with, with the request. This guy doesn't care about his ratio. He's following everybody. And now he's, he's firing up TikTok too. So just the social media legend, Tim Stutzel. But um, aside from Tim, I thought it was really, really cool that he said he got a, a call from a French number. It turned out to be Thomas Shabbat and he was calling him. And I know obviously we've had, 
these arguments back and forth. And I, I think both of us agree that Brady Kachuk is the captain of this team. But, you know, like it, it's very easy for us to look and, and see that. But I don't know, kind of hearing that about Shabbat, maybe he's he's just an absolute great team guy, too. And um, it, it it's really awesome to hear that and um, kind of just goes to show that maybe you don't consider everything that's going on in the room. And um, I, I think that he deserves a lot of credit as being a leader on this team as well. It's kind of cool, Tom. I like it. Now that's a, that's a great transition. That is exactly what I was thinking about and, and exactly what I was going to touch on because, you know, quite frankly, that's all anyone is, is kind of focused on these days is the Kachuk thing. But uh, the captaincy is interesting um, in, you know, I, I think Shabbat's a great candidate to, uh, you know, to be fair to Shabbat. I think he, he's obviously, he's a, he's a leader in the locker room. He's a great candidate. He, he's also, you know, leading him and Stutzla went to uh, the NHL, you know, event that they held and his drawing was absolutely fantastic. And the senators are using that logo as their picture. Um, you know, uh, the, the other part is that I think uh, Gary Ock reiterated that if Brady's not signed to a long-term deal, the captaincy will fall to Shabbat. So he is uh, definitely being considered for captain. I just think, uh, it, honestly, I, I think it's a mistake because of how public they've been about making Brady the captain. I, I think that's the only reason I think it's a mistake. Nothing against Thomas Shabbat whatsoever. I think, um, you know, if you're going to make Brady captain and you've made that known publicly, if he's going to sign an eight-year deal, uh, to me, you only, you know, risk the relationship with the player if you don't make him captain on a, a four-year deal if, or a three-year deal if he was to sign a bridge. And uh, keep in mind, I mean, if it's a bridge contract, it's not the end of the world. Like this guy is still going to be an RFA at the end of the contract. So um, I think as stressed as everyone is, I think we can kind of take a chill pill and relax a little bit um, away from the, you know, the Kachuk thing. It's going to get solved. To me, it's going to get solved before the season. Hopefully he gets a full camp in. Uh, if he doesn't get a full camp in, uh, Ian Mendez did some really, really great research that you might want to check out. Um, on the athletic, um, just using some comparables of players that have missed a little bit of camp and they've started their NHL seasons uh, with absolutely no problem whatsoever for uh, the majority of them. So it's doable. You know, you obviously risk that if you miss a lot of camp or you miss all of camp, then you're probably behind the eight ball a little bit. But uh, but what do you think, Brennan? Yeah, no, I, I also definitely want to shout out Ian on that because um, I really appreciate him, him digging that up. And, you know, like I think Nylander is kind of the one that comes very, uh, it's close to mind because it was really recent and it, it was definitely a, a difficult one because you could tell when he came back, he wasn't 100% and just wasn't game speed. With that being said, we still have a lot of time and it's not uncommon for players to be unsigned at this point going into camp. We're also not the only team that this is unique for. There's a lot of teams around the league. You look at Kirill Kaprasov, you look at Vancouver. I don't know how I'd feel about yeah. having yeah. probably your two best players and Elias Pettersson and um and Quinn Hughes unsigned right now and and they they have a lot of work to do as well to to get there so you know like it, it's one of those situations where I definitely don't think we should be hitting the panic button I think that it's really easy to look at something like this and kind of have like a perfect idea planned out like Brady Kachuk signs an eight by eight 
on his birthday. They give him the C and everything is just rainbows and butterflies. And unfortunately, I mean, that's just not the way that things always work out. And I, I also tweeted something today as well. And I truly believe that if Brady signs a bridge deal, it's not an indication that he doesn't want to be on the team long term. I think that he does want to be on the team long term. I think that Ottawa has done a lot to make him want to be on the team long term. And, and I, I truly believe that. And I think he's really kind of coming into his own here and he's he's really hitting it off with with uh with his players. Obviously him and Norris are, are have always been super close, but so many of the other guys as well. So um it kind of to link back to the C thing. I I agree. I think that Brady Kachuk should get the C because if they're going to make Thomas Shabbat the captain, if he was their first choice, he would be the captain already. And, and I think that that's kind of the difficult part of this is that if he was already going to be the captain, they would have already done it. And I, I don't think it's great to kind of just give that consolation prize. I think it's awkward. I think it's just a weird situation. Like it's like knowing that I, I was my wife's second choice. Or my girlfriend was like, you know, like I, I really like that guy, but he just, he got away from me, moved to England. And I just didn't know if I was going to be with them long-term, but you, you sweetie, you never complained about doing the dishes. I don't know how I'd feel about <laughs> it. So, so I don't know. I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I think that there's, that's no knock on Thomas Shabbat. I think he's awesome. I genuinely think that he is a great leader. I think he's a hell of a player. I know he's a leader on ice time as well. So I, I do think that he, he would be great, but um, it, it's just because of the situation and you know, Brian Sherbin asked a great question here. He asked if we think that NHL should just kind of go away with the, the titles and uh, take the NFL approach. And sometimes you do wonder, like it may, maybe the C isn't everything like it, it, it is important, but you don't need that letter on your Jersey to be a leader, especially in the room. So um, it, it is one of those things that I, I think we might be blowing a little bit more out of proportion, but also it is the off season and, and we haven't had a ton to talk about. So it, it's, it's fair for us to be so focused on this. Yeah, I'm actually with Brian on that. Like, I, I think the captaincy thing is completely overblown. Uh, if, I, if I'm being honest, yeah, I would probably prefer, you know, a bunch of A's being tossed around um, and, a, and a leadership group as opposed to sort of one player sort of being the face of the franchise. But, uh, but you know, it, it's an NHL thing. The captaincy, you know, someone's going to be captain. Um, and the Senators haven't had a captain for a long time. Uh, since Carlson. So uh, it's a big deal. Uh, the, the Brady contract is huge. I think I've, I've said this multiple times, but um, not just big in terms of he's an important player to the team, but big in terms of getting the fan base to sort of buy into what you're selling. So uh, it's it's a multi-layered thing and it's a big thing. It's a big storyline. That's why everyone's, you know, tracking the planes and seeing where he's working out in St. Louis and uh, seeing what he's up to, but uh, ultimately he'll be in Ottawa for the start of the season. I don't think we have to worry too much about that. I think Pierre Dorian's basically said he's confident about it. If they can't get the long-term thing sorted out in the next couple of days, I'd expect a, a bridge deal uh, to come out sometime, maybe at the, the start of camp or just into camp. Uh, and that's what we'll see. I'm excited about the rookie game uh, tomorrow. Uh, you're going to be watching that, I, I assume. Definitely. Yeah. I think I, I'm, uh, got a bit of a, a work retreat actually this weekend, which uh, it's going to be nice. I'm going up to Collingwood, but, um, I'm definitely going to be watching as much as I can and anything that I miss, I'm going to be watching clips, hopefully that, that someone's making. So, um, I'll, I'll be watching it close and I, I, yeah, I'm really excited because there's a lot of players that we even haven't even really gotten a shot to have a first look at that. We're going to get a chance to 
to take a first look at. And, um, you know, Kevin just mentioned here and, and uh, thank you so much for bringing this up because I don't know if I would have gone to it, but, um, yes, kudos to Zach Smith over 600 games in the NHL. And he grinded it out in the AHL before he, he finally kind of got a shot, um, to have that full-time position at, at Zach Smith. So, um, honestly, like congrats on such a great career and he's retiring fairly young. Hopefully he still has like the full health and, and doing well, but um, really, really enjoyed seeing what he turned into in Ottawa. He was really kind of that like jackknife kind of player, like Swiss army knife. You kind of throw him in anywhere and um, he seemed to make it work, even if it was playing up 25 goals at one season. So, um, so yeah, so congrats to him. And um, I, I mean, I, I truly hope he really enjoys his retirement and is able to make the most of it at a decently young age. Yeah, huge congrats to Zach Smith. And thank you so much, Kevin, because in my head, uh, you know, going into the episode, I was like, hey, we have to end off with a huge congratulations to Zach Smith. Um, I seen that earlier on social media that he had retired today and announced his retirement. So, um, yeah, long time, long serving senator. There was definitely some successful times. You mentioned it, the 25 goal outlier season, obviously less known for his goals than he was for. Um, his ability to to fight and stand up for his teammates and and be a gritty sort of uh, hard nosed player, but uh, but nonetheless he was a, a player that was always loved by fans. So uh, huge congratulations to Zach Smith uh, for retiring today. Definitely, and you know what? Maybe that is the the perfect place to kind of end this uh, this impromptu episode. But um, for all of our listeners, just kind of to take note, we we uh, are really going to kind of ramp things up moving into the start of the season, the beginning of the season. Um, I know we kind of mentioned before, if you if you anyone actually hangs on to the end to listen to us, that that we've got some pretty awesome guests lined up for interviews, kind of rolling into October that that we're super super excited about. I know Derek hinted at one being a uh, a return guest so kind of leave with that as you may we've had some great and some some solid guests on here as well so um could be any any of them in between but uh but no and and uh yeah so so we're really looking forward to that and we really want to try to kind of focus on doing two episodes a week once the season is is kind of uh in motion and then obviously we're gonna have zach or jack good god too many names going around we're gonna have jack looking after our uh post game shows and Derek and I, as well as Phil Sens will be helping out with that as well. So there's going to be a lot of content coming, coming out from the future sickos team. And we really appreciate all of your support and kind of giving us uh, the, the need to do this because it, for the fact that you listen is the reason that we keep doing it. I mean, otherwise I could just call Derek on the phone and have these conversations with them. So thank you so much for that support. It, it truly means everything and we, we love doing it and, and we're really looking forward to what's coming with for you guys. Absolutely. Can't wait to, to start ramping things back up. 